Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This is Two Catholic Dudes, and my name is Brian Klaus. My name is Danny Cleary. As always, we're not priests, we're not theologians, we're just two Catholic dudes, and we're talking about our faith. And today we are, we're back, episode two of season two. Yeah. We've been doing that, calling it season two. No other show or anything, a year long season. That's a long season. It's a long season. There's usually like season is a, is like fall season and then season two is in like spring and then yeah. they take, that was like the traditional way in TV and then they it would was take like the summer it, off. There'd be a cliffhanger at the end of the spring yes. season. Yeah. Uh, or in some shows it was like they only had a season in the fall of the year and then they take the rest of the year off and then season two was the, the following fall. You get the reruns for, yeah, yeah. yeah. We didn't Our have an cliffhanger was last Monday and then we came back on the next Monday. Yeah. Same spiel. Same thing. Uh, anyway, so we continue this year. We talked about lists. We're doing a lot of lists. And we're kind of keeping our word. Yeah. But also kind of not. Uh, today we're, we're Here's really- the scary thing about making a list, a definitive number of, of things. We don't know if we're going to be long-winded. If we pick 10 things <laughs> and we get to number three and we've already gone an hour, we're like, oh, man. And it puts you in a box of like, okay, we have to pick three. But what if there's more than three that we like? Or Anyway, so yeah, I, I It's our you. show. We it, do what we want. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so today we're doing something that we have not really done before. And uh, we we got a couple of comments. Not We got one comment and then a couple other people that I spoke to. They were like, you guys spent three episodes talking about yourselves. <laughs> And we talked about the buzzwords last week, uh, last show. Right. But we wanted to give you guys a little bit more content. We want to give you guys a little bit something to to nourish your spiritual growth, just like we try to nourish our spiritual exactly. growth. Exactly. So two Catholic dudes can be deep, you guys. Yeah. We're not just fluff. Um, but uh, speaking of fluff, uh, let's it, talk more about that. <laughs> <laughs> let's not get to the point and talk some more. It is the middle of summer. It's super hot out. And yes, we are wearing hoodies if you're watching. Um, uh, yeah, Ryan, where Ryan lives is an icebox. It's always cold in here, uh, which is kind of refreshing because ever since for I mo- ever since I moved out in my adult life, um, you got to pay for AC on your own like when so i was a like, kid when open I was, the windows yeah when i was a kid like you just you're like turn the ac on and you're, you're not paying for it so it doesn't matter sure. but see, when, when i'm paying for it myself i'm not i'm not I'm not made of money i'll just sweat it out i'll sweat it out so i would put on like a i'd put on like eight fans surrounding me always and i would just like you know august september in, in southern california october is still basically just a summer. nightmare yeah uh, so i was always just like sweating all through summer and now it's like freezing cold in here so it's fine yeah, it's uh, everyone that's not from California is like, are you kidding me? Freezing cold. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, we're wimps. We got it. I mean, it. In, for an indoor environment, it's cold, so it's 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 fine. But um, also, where our, the studio is, where we're filming right now, is r- literally right next door to a powerlifting gym. Yes. Uh, <laughs> to, say, like, to say the least. And so not like, this is not like a 24-hour fitness situation. Like it's Olympic style powerlifting, yeah, deadlifts. Like the one where you go from all the way down to all the way up. Yeah, and they, it's like it's called a clean, a clean for those and jerk, that clean are, yeah, and clean and yeah. something, right? Yeah, for those of you that are out there that are weightlifters. But when they get to the top, they, they drop it. They just let it go. They just let it go. Let and, it fly. And they're holding like five hundred pounds. Well, the deadlifting they're probably doing like yeah, five hundred pounds up there. That's probably that's two fifty okay. or so. But like it's it's just sheer rock weight, right? dropping on the ground and it rattles the entire premises. So on normal circumstances when they're indoors 
and the gym is is the next building. It's like a warehouse that kind yeah. of like is connected to this building that we're in. So when they're inside, you would you would hear that you would feel the rattle a little bit. But due to COVID, everyone's trying to find ways to get through this this you know this, yeah, this pandemic and do their thing and everybody's got to do stuff outside i went the other day and i was walking and people were doing like karate in the on the that's, sidewalk that's a thing yeah yeah um but so they moved every day they move all their stuff outside literally right next to where we are and when they drop that 500 pounds it shakes the entire building like it's an earthquake so if you are watching and the camera shakes a little bit we're that is why we're safe yeah it's not an earthquake although there was sorry where this there was an earthquake like a week ago uh, yeah right like, down here at like four in the morning no no there was another one here literally the next city over oh, wow it was a quick 3.5 like it was the the exact same like timing of them dropping the weights, but then so it was you just like, were like ah, it's nothing. It, but it was like slightly larger than normal. I was like, I feel like that was an earthquake, but it could have just been like four guys dropping weights at the same time. <laughs> but <laughs> you know what? I, God bless them because yeah, we're we're poking fun and be like ah, these guys with their weights. But I think it's beautiful that people are finding ways to do what they what the the normalcy of they they can. Yeah, despite because maybe for these guys. It's an outlet, you know, weightlifting is an outlet or karate or running or whatever it may be that we, that we do in our life. That's kind of an outlet. And I'm, I, I'm glad that these people were able to find it. Yeah. Um, and the runners do it. The, the runners that have to run outside right now. Yeah. I'm just uh, kidding. Yeah, like, they're like, I missed the treadmill. Uh, anyway. So, All right. Let's get to the content. So to the point what we're trying to make this is. This is a content filled episode. You guys, yeah. we are diving into the scriptures today and, uh, we're, we're a little bit nervous, obviously, because we don't. Uh, none of us. We, I don't think either of us claim to be scholars here on our. I'm show. probably more nervous than you, though, because like music is my specialty, liturgy is my specialty, yeah. And I don't dive into the word as much as I should, yeah. Uh, but you've run Bible studies, um, yeah. for kids, yeah, for <laughs> teenagers, young adults. But you need to be able to explain it at a higher level so that they can understand it. Um, and I've just there's something I, yeah, to that. I've really fallen in love with the scriptures and finding the the, the beautiful truths in in the Word of God. And so today we're going to be talking about our favorite parables from the Gospel of Matthew. So top, many awesome top three, ones. top five. We'll find out how many yeah, we get. We to wrote by down the end. a bunch. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna dive into that today and, and talk about it. And we have our Bibles. We have our notes. And we're ready to just discuss. So. This is the first time we've both had Bible, yeah. had a Bible got, on the table. And we got the journal. And the journal. And, and a list. An, and a list that we made. This is People are like, what are you doing? You're not supposed to be prepared. <laughs> I know. We're sorry. Season two, any, the wheels Anything are off. Goes. <laughs> 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 so anyway, we're going to talk. And we the reason we decided to do this too is because A, we really want to dive more into some scripture content, things like that. to Because to, we want to nourish ourselves spiritually and and educate ourselves but also help you our listeners get our perspective because if you're watching this show obvious or listening to it you obviously care about what we have to say and you think that our perspective has value so we want to be able to dive into these more deep topics uh and the next one uh, and b would be that we just heard these right in in the in the readings uh that we just got through the, the cycle of parables there's been yeah exactly the summer we're in uh 
liturgical year A, mm-hmm. and w- all of July was, mo- or most of July was like most the of season parables, of wheat, yeah. and it was all the parables. We, we haven't heard them all, but we've heard a- several, several, a yeah. lot over the last like five or six weeks. Yeah. Um, and so they were fresh in our minds, and hopefully they're fresh in your minds because you've been going to or viewing Mass some way or just diving into the Word right. for the uh, liturgical cycle. Totally. Um, you know, so that they're fresh in your mind. So we can kind of chat about some of those parables. We decided to go with strictly the parables of Matthew. Uh, first of all, that they're the first ones that came up. Yeah. Uh, being that that it's it's first in the Bible, but uh, that there's that there's other gems in Mark in, and Luke. In Mark and, and Luke, yeah. not John, right? I don't believe so. No. But uh, and we wanted to specifically avoid uh, the prodigal son. Be- no prodigal son. This is a prodigal son free episode. Prodigal- <laughs> If you're coming for the prodigal son, like you said, parables, and they just, I'm turning it off. <laughs> that one's like a gimme, right? Because we'll, we'll probably do a whole episode on the prodigal son because I think that there's a lot of analysis and a lot of really beautiful uh, uh, truths in that episode that we can all identify with. Yeah. And but we wanted to focus on some of the ones that maybe people don't look at as often. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we can we can take the time later. So come back and see us in episode sixty three or who knows what. <laughs> and we will talk all about the prodigal son. So but that but, ain't that this episode. No way. So so here's what we're gonna start with. We're gonna start with uh Ryan's actually this is his favorite one. He's quoted it in several episodes already before. Several. So we're gonna quote um, it in one more. Yeah, we're gonna so now we're gonna actually talk <laughs> about it. Uh and it's I would that, quote it, but I didn't know the actual uh <laughs> Where it came from in the scriptures. So now we are now we're gonna we're gonna out. dive in. We're, so we're in the Gospel of Matthew. If you're following along with us, we're in Matthew chapter seven. We're gonna do verses one through five. We talk about that that uh, parable of judging other people with the uh, the sawdust and the plank in your eye. And um, let's read it. Let, let, if they're short ahead. enough, we'll we'll yeah. read them. For you guys. Yeah, we are gonna read right? all of them. But so we'll, this one's we'll, pretty short. Let's go ahead. Stop judging that you may not be judged, for as you judge, so will you be judged, and the measure with which you measure will be measured out to you. But why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me remove that splinter from your, from your eye while the wooden beam is in your eye? You hypocrite, remove the wooden beam from your eye first, then you will see clearly to remove the splinter from your brother's eye. Awesome. I love it. I, awesome. I love it. I, I again, I try to live my life in, in a few different ways. Last a few episodes ago was positivity, but the other one is lead by example and and improve yourself uh, before you try to um, correct others. Correct. That's a good word to correct others. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, what I think is so cool because I think that and, and I know I'm not really on board with the whole don't judge anyone, like don't tell anyone they do anything because we're all sinners. Like, okay, hold. True. But I think that we can all keep each other accountable in 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 a lot of things in life. Like you know, we can we can. I want to call out my friends, or I, I want my friends to call me out if I'm doing something that I don't think I should. Um, but I like the scripture because it's like we do have to look at ourselves too, and I think especially a lot of us that that are in the church, um, we need to be recognizing that we're so quick to say, "Oh well, they don't go to church, so." You know, what are they doing with their life? And I would look back and say, well, to you, I would reflect and say, well, you're at church sitting there judging them for not going. So mm-hmm. I, it's a pretty big log in your eye there, pal. You know, and I think that that's something that we all really can, everybody can relate to, that we all have done this 
in one way, shape, or form. Yeah, exactly. Judging, judging in so many ways that maybe we shouldn't be. Uh, I also love that it's kind of funny. Uh, oh like, yeah, it's a funny image to picture, like a like a beam, like out of you know. So it's <laughs> it's it, but it's overly exaggerated. Like a piece on, of firewood just trying. It, to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think it's but I think it's overly exaggerated, and I, I you know I. I have a comical view of it in my mind but go ahead. But, but that's jesus does that on purpose exactly so many times in scriptures he uses these visit excuse me vivid descriptions so that we get it yeah so that we get what he's saying like we're like oh oh dang he right. really he means he means it yeah so I, and I love that. I like love the, how bold he speaks. Yeah, like the camel through the eye of the needle. And I think we talked about this on an episode too. Like, unless you know the the history of, yeah. of the scripture, like it's not a needle, like a sewing needle, but like the needle was the entrance into a city. Yeah, they but don't necessarily still, mean like how do I put a camel through this thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but, yeah, it, yeah but it yeah. was very, very small, I guess, right? And so it was very, very difficult crowded, to get yeah. a camel with all its accoutrement that it's wearing and everything through this needle. So that's again, that's like a very. Uh, yeah, it's it's important, and we speak to like when he talked about the Eucharist, and he describes it like the gnawing and the he uses right, the right, vivid, the visceral, yeah, vivid, yeah. descriptive words so we understand. Right, right. He says before we get before he even gets into the parables, and and we were going to talk about this uh, in addition to getting into them is the disciples say to him at one point. Why are you speaking in parables? <laughs> why, yeah, why are you speaking? Like, why do you always ask, it, it, like, answer a question with another yeah, question? Like, why are you being, <laughs> why is this so complicated? And just give us a direct answer. Yeah, and Jesus is like, well, you get it. You know, some people don't. Some people can't hear, they can't see, they can't this. And I think that that's so beautiful because we can look at that as like, what are the parables that we use in our life? Maybe it's our actions. Maybe it's the way that we phrase things. Maybe it's content we consume. Like what are we using to help people to understand? If we understand God, if we know his love, we know his lesson, we know he wants us to live. How can we teach other people if they, if maybe just the straight up truth doesn't, they don't, that doesn't make sense to them. Well, maybe we can't comprehend the straight up truth. It's literally yeah. incomprehensive, in, incomprehensible for us as humans. Right. So this is, this is the way that he can put it into some sort of, uh, uh, dumb it down into a way that we we could get a small grasp of it yes. but that's why it's so relatable, exaggerated more relatable, relatable tangible way right yeah. but it's just like bishop baron talks about this you wouldn't but we uh, okay you wouldn't teach like a two-year-old trigonometry right uh even algebra anything like a, they, they literally cannot even Their comprehend brain can't figure it out it can't it's it's so far above them that in order to uh, even give them a hint of what that high end math uh, mathematics could be is you have to give them the what's one plus one and they might get that right. or, or you can or you can show them two blocks and say oh okay, how know many blocks mean? are there right right so you give them just like what they can handle yeah and and for us to think that we could comprehend everything that God knows uh, you know so what what can we get as human beings that that is just a smaller piece of that yeah and I, I use this with with the young people a lot and I say to them like when they go like I don't th- some of these kids just don't get it why aren't they understanding it and I say to them guys it, it takes time they're not there and sometimes like everyone goes like oh youth ministry why are you playing games why are you playing dodgeball why are you why is you so worried about community building because maybe that's what gets them in the door Maybe me telling them, hey, God, Jesus is alive in the Eucharist. They don't, like you're saying, they're, they can't um, comprehend that right now. Mm-hmm. But if I say, hey, guys, would you like to come play dodgeball with us? Oh, yeah, I could play dodgeball. Now, okay, well, we're playing dodgeball and having fun. And then, oh, wow, I really feel welcome here. Wow, I really feel amazing. This is a great environment. 
what makes you guys want to be here so bad? Oh, the reality of Jesus in the Eucharist. Oh, okay, that sounds interesting. What can you tell me more? Okay, let's go to Mass together. Oh, wow, now that all of a sudden you've now found a way to bring them the joy of the faith, right. but you use dodgeball to get them in the door. That's just so ministry one on one, people. It's yeah. not. It's we took it from Christ. Christ said, because you get it, Christ and they don't. Dodgeball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like that's that's what he he just used parables. So dodgeball are, uh, is the parables of youth ministry. Yes, that's <laughs> it. So you, uh, people, if you're a youth minister out there, you're like, how do I get teens? Just invite them to play dodgeball and then sprinkle in the rest of the stuff. That's right. Easy. Anyway, let's move on. So wait, wait, but, but, yeah, so, so this, the, uh, do I have anything more to say on it? No, I just love that. I love that parable so much just because yeah. like you, we always have so many negative things that we want to say to people. We want to change them. We want to show them what they're doing wrong, right. but show them by leading by example, by fixing all the problems that are in your life. I yeah. mean, th this one's, this one's not very difficult to understand, but Absolutely not. it's, I think it's more difficult to execute. It's easy to understand, difficult to execute. Yeah, you know but and mean? and that goes back to like the gospel's hard. Right, following Jesus is hard. It's not as easy as everyone makes it out to be. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna get into that more in the and next it's one. Super actually. easy, everyone would do it. Exactly. Right. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go into the next one. It's a little bit longer, so I probably won't. I'm gonna give like a a brief a synopsis synopsis of it. of it. But it's the sower and the seed, where God talks about. How there's a man who has a bag of seeds and there's a bunch of different outcomes of what happens to the seed. Uh, he's walking and some of it falls on the road and the birds immediately come and take it and they're they're gone. Or he drops it on rocky ground so it shoots up immediately but then the sun burns it away. Or there's some that falls in, in, in good soil and it grows but then the thorns choke it out and, and it doesn't, it can't grow. And then there's some that lands in good soil and it and it creates 10 times the amount of fruit that it that uh that it would have yeah and because of the firm soil that it's in and i think there's a lot to unpack in all of those different outcomes because i think that we can all uh relate to those differently um so the way that they're explained and the way that i've explained them to the young people and that's kind of what i go for because that's you know that's where our, my audience is is the bird honestly speaking speaking to young people uh -huh. as an audience is sometimes great because um uh as an now as like a older-ish i'm getting towards middle age person um you find you sometimes find that like when when you hear somebody explaining something for youth or for younger kids like you get it so much easier as well too you know like um you're not you're not there ready maybe to hear it uh, explained so on, on on such a high level because and and you might be embarrassed to be like oh I you know you have like these knowledge holes that maybe you never got and especially in scripture you're like oh you that people just assume that you should know all that at this point in yeah. your life but like maybe hearing it uh, explained more more geared to youth is is so beneficial to so many more people. It's amazing that you say that because I once had a parent that came to one of our youth nights that and I was giving one of my I was giving a talk on something, and afterwards the parent came up and said, "I wish I had heard that talk when I was 16." Right. And, but I'm you know it's like it would have been beneficial to hear it at 16, but I'm really glad I'm also hearing it at 52 or whatever, however old they yeah. were. You know, it's. Like that, you know, that I think that's, that's, you know, I, exactly. I sit in a lot of talks by other youth ministers or friends or, or at youth conferences and I'm there as the chaperone or uh, the leader and I sit there and I go, whoa, yes, because the message doesn't change. Right. The message doesn't change. The, the delivery service does. Yeah. And 
I think there's there's a balance that you need to find though because Bishop Aaron always talks about don't dumb down the faith, don't dumb it down, right. and he certainly doesn't. You listen to Word on Fire, Ooh. you're like every sixth word. And you you're need like, a dictionary what? and yeah. a thesaurus at the same time yeah. while you listen. And so you know, God bless him for what he's doing and everything, and I love it. And I, and when I listen, I I strive to like go look up those words afterwards, yeah. or at least get like one little nugget of something that I've never been able to comprehend before. Um, but I feel like that might take it too for some people. It takes it's just too high. It's too unreachable, right? So being, that, finding the time and the place for both of those, yeah. and or meeting in the middle. Well, and I think that's the importance of 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 multiple building blocks to build the foundation of your growth like you can't start at the top you know you can't that's what we're, we're talking about scripture i love that we're starting in matthew because when people ask me like hey i want to start reading the bible like how should i do it and people are like, i'm like they're like oh uh, like revelation i'm like no <laughs> don't start there don't, yeah no, no no i'm like matthew is a beautiful place to start because you know the stories we know what jesus did we know he walked on water we know he healed people we it, know that he died on the cross but yeah. like Matthew is so it's easy to read. It's it's all there. The titles are easy to follow. It's it's the story of our Lord. If you grew up going to mass, you start reading through and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I've heard this before. Exactly. Oh my gosh, this is where this is." Yeah. Because the thing about when you're when you go to mass every week, uh, you hear all all of these stories, but they're all just like all you get little place, bits yeah. and pieces, and sometimes they even skip around. Uh, they'll they'll just go like you know verses fourteen through twenty two, but then they skip to like 36 through 40 yeah. just so that you get the point of what's what that liturgy is about but like hearing reading it all together and you're like oh man so it, all the pieces kind of get put together when you do it that way yeah and i was very fortunate there's a deacon at our parish who loves like the context of the scriptures and like that's kind of how i got invested in like learning about like why who who yes, wrote this yes. why did they write this and it was because of him and he really inspired me um okay so anyways, right, so we're so back to way this off point. Track. here we go it's all good so back to this point with the sower right we, we read the different outcomes of what happens to the seeds. The first one is they, they land on the ground and the birds come and they snatch it up. And, and there's no chance of it growing. And we read in the scriptures that this is the enemy. This is the evil one who comes and takes it. And and, and that happens so unfortunately is is that the, 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 I think that we, I, I did a Tuesday thought about it a few weeks ago, that the reality of evil is something that we ignore. Is that people think that like it's just... Uh, Everything's great and it's all about Jesus and there's everything's sunshine and rainbows and we don't have to worry and it's that's not what God tells us. You know what just popped into my, into my mind right now about this part of this parable? Um, and this topic is is a huge huge hot top, hot button topic right now uh, and it has been since what 1970 or whatever uh, but talking about abortion. Yeah. Um like this you know the seeds being, you know, the the babies that never had a, a chance. Right. The evil one is just taking them, taking them off and eating them, and and yeah, uh, just the 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 yeah, the struggle that people have to make that to not choose life. To not, yeah, exactly. So the evil one could be, you know, talking about the devil himself being the birds, or just evil in this world. Yeah. You know, taking those taking those away from us that never had a chance. Taking they or, those could have been good seeds. Uh, you never know, but like they never they never had a chance. That that just popped into my head. We yeah. didn't talk about this or, before, but or like growing up in an environment like if you're born or grown up into an environment where there is no faith, you have no idea. You've yeah. never even known. Right. You don't know that God, anything about him. Yeah. You know, you've never learned like, cause like I'm thankful that I grew up and like, I knew about God and how much he loved me from the second I was born. Yeah. You know, like it was put into my mind when I was baptized as a baby to every day I went to class and we prayed before. Like I, Oh God was a part of my family. Right. 
And there's people that don't have that blessing. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's, that's part of what it speaks to. And I think uh, an awesome thing about the parables is we can, and, and a lot of the, much of the Bible is we can put ourselves in it and say, where, who are we in this story? Who are we in this parable? Yeah. Right. And uh, so each one of these little segments of the sower and the seed, I, I think we could like put ourselves in that position. So obviously we yeah. wouldn't be the evil one, but the, in terms of the evil in this world, are we the ones that are not giving those people that giving the, the, the seeds, providing the chance, a chance, providing sure. the chance for them. Right. Um, but then we could think about, oh, what if we're the, the farmer, the, the, the person who's throwing the seeds? Why, why are we like throwing them on the road? You're setting um, them up for failure. Setting them up for failure, right? And then the last, I think this is the more realistic way to look at it is um, if we're already, if we're not the seeds on the ground, we're not the birds, who, what can we do in this world to give those seeds a chance? Could we protect them from the birds? Could we sweep them into good soil? Um, but... To not stand by and watch that happen. Sure. Right. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's the hard part of our faith is figuring out the way to the way to do things like that. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to think about. It. I never really thought about it like that. Um, but yeah, that's great. Moving on to the to the second part of it is the the rocky ground, where it says, okay, it lands in rocky ground, but like the soil is not like deep. Yeah. So it springs up immediately and then falls apart. Right. So so people are on. Or, Go ahead. I, I always relate it to you go on a retreat. You land in your soil and you go on your retreat and you're like, yes! And you shoot up out of there and you're like, this is awesome. This is so great. I had such a great time. God changed my life. I'm spiritually nourished. I had an encounter with the Lord that I'm never going to be able to re- forget. And then Sunday, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday was the best weekend of your life. And then Monday afternoon comes and, uh, well... You go to school and the kids go, hey, what'd you do this weekend? And you're you go, like, I, eh, thing, you know, I don't thing. know. And it <laughs> falls apart. And you're like, what? The- right. Wait a second. And I think that's because it isn't rooted. Yeah. It wasn't part of them. Right. And you know, because Christianity being a Catholic is not, it's an attack on our, your identity. If you don't, if when people are like, ah, like being a church person is not just something you do. It's something you are. Mm-hmm. You know, and if being, you think you're going to get believer. that in a three-day retreat, yes, those retreats often are amazing, and there's there's great experiences people can happen and encounters. Talked about that in the last episode. Uh, wonderful spiritual encounters, <laughs> <laughs> buzzword. But um, you can't expect that to change somebody. You can't expect them to to take root uh, so much. Uh, you can you can spark that. Yeah. I- I talk about it every retreat I go on. Uh, we were just at a virtual camp, and I said the same thing in my closing talk: is the most important part of a retreat is the day after. It's what you do afterwards. It's easy to love God when you're at the retreat. It's all easy. your friends are doing. Yeah. The music's pumping. The it's, lights are when God is dimmed. there and everything's set up for you beautifully and nicely. It's easy. But what about when it's the most difficult? What about when God is the hardest to see in the world? What about when you have to really look for him? That's that's what having deep roots is. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's what a lot of, especially young people. And, and I sometimes, like, it's really hard for me as a youth minister because I try to to root my students and root the people in my life that I, that I come in contact with in the faith. And I see a lot of them, they'll go away to college or they'll get wrapped up in, in and we'll, we'll talk about it in the, in the other ones too, is, and it just falls apart. And I always take it as like my failure. And I'm like, I, I didn't, I didn't dig deep enough. I didn't, I didn't do what I, the most I could. And it's, it's difficult. 
you know, to, to think about that. And I think that it's in that role, you might be the farmer. Right. And yeah. so, so you, you did a much better job. You didn't throw it on the pavement. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I wasn't looking hard enough at the good soil. So may, no. So, I mean, who knows? And I think it's situational because you can't put everything on yourself. You can't put it on yourself. There, um, there, it takes a village, right? And of so um, you can do all that you can, but there's still some, uh, there's, there's, there might be some things that you couldn't have accounted for yeah. or things that after uh, maybe you had to move on that, that, that came into play. So let's talk about those. we got to take a break. Let's talk about the last two from the sower and the seed. Got it. So on that same topic that we're talking about with the sower and the seed, the other one that we talk about is where it goes in, in deep soil. So it lands in deep soil, but there's thorns. And by the time the roots grow and they get out, the thorns choke them out. And that's like, I think, a parallel of environment. You know, so like maybe somebody and for your credit, sorry, for your credit, that could be the situation where you planted them in, in, in deep soil, but then uh, you you couldn't control it. But the thorns started growing through them when they went sure. off to college. Outside elements came in and you're like, ah, I tried everything I could. Yeah. And, and it was literally just right out of my grasp. Yeah, absolutely. I, I and and. It's hard to say because, you know, you never know. At the end of the day, people have to make their own decisions and like you can cultivate and help people, but like they have to decide what they want to be. You know, like at the end of the day, uh, you can plant a seed, but like when you plant a seed, you don't get to dictate what that seed is. The seed is what it's going to be and grow into what it's going to grow into. It's just a matter of do you take care of it and cultivate it and help it as it grows into what it's intending to be. Mm -hmm. And um, and I think that... And, well... Not to this metaphor might fall apart, but God, if we're the, if we're the seeds, God made us all to be good seeds. Yeah, of course, you know we are all. Uh, I mean, we have uh, we have original sin, yes, but we are all made in His image, and therefore we are. We good. are good. We, we are, are good. our original design is to be good. Right. So the purpose of us is good. Uh, but we might let that original sin take us too far in the wrong direction. Right. Right. Well, we we might like the we, we, or or the not even just the original sin, just the sin of whatever it is we go through in our life, the different parts of life, the the different environments. I, I talk all about environment. I, I remember I went off on our Antelope Valley, the live podcast. That was the thing I talked about the most. Is I said environment, environment, environment. Your environment is the is everything. And that's what it means about this. You can be planted in great soil and you can watch your veggie tales and you can go to religious education classes and pray with your family and have family dinner. But if you go and the friend group that you surround yourself with or the peer group or whoever you surround yourself with and everything is anti everything you knew growing up or everything that the the church is telling you or your faith is telling you to do, your gut is telling you to do, if everything that you surround yourself with tells you the opposite, everything you consume tells you the opposite, you're going to get choked out. Mm -hmm. Those are the thorns. They're going to choke you out. You're not going to be able to make it. Your environment will eat you alive. Your willpower is not enough. You have to combo it with a good environment. And that's why we go back to the buzzword episode about community. That's why community is important. Because if you don't have a strong community... No matter how much you want to do something, no matter how much you got this, you need a community to back you up. You just said it. It takes a village. Mm -hmm. The reason that the disciples had a community of brotherhood is because they needed each other. They went out two by two because they needed each other. That's what God God intended us to be in community. Mm -hmm. And and I think the environment goes back to that's why these seeds, when they get choked by the thorns, it's because their environment, where they where they're growing. They, they can grow good and then all of a sudden, 
they get choked because they're not in the right place and they grew into the wrong place. Beautifully said. Um, so you got fired up there. No, but that, you know what I mean. That was that was amazing, and I think that one, that third one, that's that's where uh, I think it's most most prevalent in most of our lives is that combo. Yeah, that I, combo yeah. of. We're 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 deep and we want to be deep. Desire, will will we have we have the evil of the world pulling us in all different directions. Yep. And before, if if you're not careful, before you know it, so we we have the uh, before you know it, it'll choke you out. You're done, right? But we we have the benefit that we are in deep soil and we we could change our situation. We just have to. Sometimes it takes outside help. Sometimes you might need to be cultivated uh, or be surrounded in the right uh, environment, like and, I said. And let me tell you. Because there is a combo because you can surround yourself in the right environment and you can do all that right. It does not mean that bad doesn't come. It does not mean that the what thorns if it, what don't if, come. You know, what if it rains for you know months it, on end? or, or Yeah. It, it, but I, I mean like in the sense of like even if I surround myself with the right people and I go to church every Sunday and I pray and all my friends are, are Catholic and all my friends are believe in Jesus and everybody wants me to do the right thing and make the right choices, the evil will still come. But that's when your desire, your desire needs to be the forefront. Mm -hmm. Sometimes your desire is great, but your environment is bad. But it can be the same exact thing. Of your environment can be perfect, but your desire and willpower can be weak. Yeah. And I, I have a parishioner at our church, and this, she's one of the most amazing ladies I know. I'm even uh, Kathy Johnson is her name. She's incredible. I'll shout her out on the podcast and I'll tag her in it. She said to me, because I've been going through a lot of stuff in my life and feeling like sometimes the thorns are too sharp. And I'm like, I'm trying to do everything the right way. Like, how is there still bad happening? You know? And she said that the evil one will come at you when you're doing the most good. And I was like, that's so profound and so true, right? You know, Jesus was... God, when Jesus was doing the most good in his life, so many people came after him. I think a lot of the times that that's what I mean by we can surround ourselves with all the best things and be doing, thinking we're doing everything right, but bad will still come. And that's when you need your willpower and your fortitude. The part about being grounded in the soil, that's when that matters, right? Because where you grow and what's around you is great. It's important. But that's why it's not a this or that but a both you have to be grounded as well mm. um anyway so that's that's my take on that one uh almost done so we're so we're in the sea and then the last, the last one, one is pretty simple is being grounded being grounded in your faith which means that you take the time to understand it not just the and i'm gonna call out some people here like all of BU people, all of us, I'll, I'll say me because I've been wrapped in it too, that are only want to do the, the, the church thing when it's fun, right? When it's the, especially you, us young people, when it's fun and when it's flashy, when it's cool, when it's exciting, that's not what being grounded is. Sometimes being grounded is understanding tradition, diving into scripture, going to mass, even when it's not the best homily you've ever we heard. We practice our faith. Yeah. Practice is not always fun. Exactly. But, but it's vital and it's important. Yeah, because when we say that, like, oh, you practice your faith, I think it's because you practice your faith, you go to mass. Mass isn't the game. You go to practice to get better, to understand, to worship God, to be nourished, to be ready, because the game is the world. It's the mission field. It's so that you can go out and put the seeds in the right place. 
So yes, practicing your faith because because you're grounded and then go out and help to ground others. Amen. Um, Amen. Yeah. So that one, yeah, again, that one's pretty simple. And, the, the, it, you know, it ends, it's the good seed in the good soil and it produces good fruit. But it says it and it produces tenfold, twentyfold, something like uh, that. Let's find out. Well, right? how, just how much. It produces a lot. A hundredfold. Sixty or thirtyfold. Hundred, so sixty, hundred or sixty or thirtyfold, but a whole bunch. A lot. A lot more. Right. And right? so that's what you're saying is you, you, you. You go out because that's where that's where the the ultimate that's where the game is that's where the field is and you produce and you will multiply. Because if you're root, if you're rooted and you can bring others into your soil and help to root them, you'll not only produce your fruit but you'll help to, them to produce theirs. Exactly. All right. Good. All right, moving on. All right. We're gonna. Uh, we may not. We these. may only make one more through and then we'll do a future episode. Let's yeah. see. Let's see what we get through here. So the next one is we're we're gonna talk about the treasure, right? The treasure in the field. So this is Matthew we chapter. We just 13. heard this. We just heard it just two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Uh, so it's Matthew. I'm talking to the microphone. Matthew 13, um, 44 through 47. We talk. It's about the treasure and then also about the field, the pearl and the merchant right. that he buys it from, and. Um, I'll just read. I'll read here. They're from, quick. They're really quick. It's, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure buried in a field, which a person finds and hides again, and out of joy goes and sells all he has and buys that field. So that's the first part. The next one is again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant searching for fine pearls. When he finds a pearl of great price, he goes and sells all that he has and buys it. So. Very similar. There's similar, very similar concepts. I'll tell you, this is one of those like weird knowledge gaps for me that I was saying that that I'm glad somebody told me told me like in a youth friendly format for the first one about finding the treasure and selling everything to buy the land because I was I was very confused and I was like, if he found the treasure, didn't he just take it and go move on with his life? But this was a very just man, it sounds like, because this was not his land, therefore. Nothing on it belonged to him, even if he found something on that land. So, because he found this treasure, he 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 said it reburied it. Mm -hmm. He finds it, reburies it, and goes and buys the whole field. And goes and so yeah, exactly. So he sold everything that he could buy the field. Now he owns the field, so everything in it is is in his possession, and he has this amazing treasure. And yeah, and it's because he goes and he sells. It says he sells everything, everything because all he wants is whatever this is. Right. And, and nothing like, else was important. He, this was this was the ultimate ultimate treasure. Exactly. And and I'll relate it to my pastor. Uh, related it to my brother in a really really beautiful way. I want to share it here. Is he said that when it came to the pearl. So my brother uh, Brendan, been on the podcast, just got married uh, to his wife Erin. Uh, Aaron Aaron Cleary. Now it was a beautiful wedding. Beautiful wedding. Ryan and I were both involved in it. COVID uh, wedding, but beautiful. But but. Exactly, but this is so. This, this is, is the point. This okay. is the point. Exactly what you're saying. The pearl to them was the sacrament of marriage, being together. That's it. All the glitz and the glamour of the world, all the big parties and the huge uh, hullabaloo that all comes with a wedding, that wasn't the treasure for them. The pearl was the marriage, was the sacrament, just the two of them in the mass. You know, it, mm -hmm. that was it. That's all they needed. Truthfully, sidebar, I'm hoping that COVID helps put weddings into perspective for a lot of people. Totally. That you realize you don't need to uh, 
throw down a deposit on a house instead of instead of depositing you know for a house that instead you, of dropping 30 grand on a wedding drop 30 40, grand on a house 50, yeah. yeah like just have a smaller thing don't don't yeah, go well. all overboard because it's getting out of it's the secular nature of the world is coming into or it already has into weddings and people the people are like uh, can we just skip the whole ceremony thing and just go to the party? Or, right. or when they, I, I've had some that are like, uh, can we just skip the liturgy part and just do a liturgy, or like the liturgy of the Eucharist and we'll just do a liturgy of the Word? Because um, we want to get this rolling quick. We don't want our guests to be in here. I have to go to Mass for too long. That's uncomfortable. We just want to party. Boo. Um, I know. And that's the most beautiful part of uh, is the sacrament of marriage. That's yeah. what marriage is all about, but we've lost sight of that. And, so, and, and that's the thing is, Brendan Aaron knew that. That right. was their pearl. Right. They understood. Understood. And obviously they wanted the party. They of wanted course. their friends and family to be there to see this beautiful engagement with them. But that wasn't the, the treasure. That wasn't the treasure. Right? That so, wasn't the treasure. So they knew. Right. I could sell all that stuff to just have the treasure. Exactly. I could give up all that stuff because I want the treasure. Yep. And I think that that's uh, you know, sometimes when we say to people like, you know, turn away from what you're going through in your life because because God is so awesome. People can't go, oh, I can't turn away from all this great stuff I got going on just to be with God because God wants me to do this. And it's like, God is the treasure. Now, some people say, like, I can't sell everything that I own because, you know, the the treasure is, we're talking about heaven. We're talking about the kingdom of heaven, yes. right? Um, if I sell everything that I own and, and give away all my money, I will be homeless. Of course. And I, and I wouldn't be able to eat. And maybe I get to heaven quicker because I have early death because I wouldn't be able to feed feed myself. So there are logistics and and uh, realities of the world. But I think, uh, in a way, selling, giving up everything that you own, selling everything that you that you own, uh, give up giving up all the ex all the frivolous, all the extra, all the stuff that doesn't matter. Yes, you still have to take care of yourself, but. You need to focus everything, channel everything in your life towards that treasure, towards that pearl, towards the kingdom of heaven. I think what it comes down to as well is, because that's absolutely true, and we're not advocating like everybody, because like, trust me, we got a lot of nice stuff too. Like, you know, imagine if someone was like, sell all your guys' gear. We're like, well, then we can't have a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Then, you know, so. That's not it. It's The point is, what are you making your treasure in your life? Bishop Barron, Bishop Barron, oh, sorry. But like, what is your treasure? Is your treasure all your money? Exactly. Is your treasure all your, your cool, expensive equipment? Is your treasure all your, your friends? Is your, but if your treasure is God and everything flows from that, right? I you, think that's having a better understanding of it. Bishop Barron always says, what do you worship in this world? What do you worship? Yeah. Obviously, we should be worshiping our God, the Lord. Uh, if we are worshiping other things, which people do, are we worshiping sports? Are we worshiping social media? Are we worshiping our presence on social media? Are what we think we right. are? Are we worshiping relationships? Are we worshiping um, food? Are we worshiping material objects, material goods and objects? Uh, there's so many things in this secular world that tears us apart, yeah. and we hold. We hold worship to these things in in a uh, skewed way from God's uh, desire for what we want in our life. So I think that's where I see that because, again, we can't just give everything in our lives away. But yeah. we need to give what we hold worship to that doesn't align with God. We need to give that up 
Give yeah. all that extra crap. Mm-hmm. Give it away and go buy that. Go buy that treasure. Find that yeah. find that jewel or the whatever it was, right? Yeah. So good. So good. Um the the uh the last one that I think that we'll talk about yeah, today. We're running we, uh, out. Uh, I'm gonna skip down because I, I want to talk about that. And we we talk about this material stuff and all the these 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 things that we have but how make God our treasure is is one of your favorite parables. Uh, I'm going to turn to it. Is is talking about gifts, right? And how we use our gifts. It's in Matthew. It's kind of long, but we can get the cliff. Well, notes we'll get the cliff you. notes of it. But it's the parable of our talents, right? And it's it's Matthew 25. You you go. Uh, it's 14 through 30. Well, we won't read all of it. Um, sometimes but, sometimes they call it gold coins or the talents, the parable of the gold coins or talents. Yeah, and so like the way that I've always interpreted it is it's not about like if god gives you something amazing that you can use something you can do talent for music for instance he's given you the i don't want to say he's given you the ability to become a great the passion to be to to follow music right because i I don't like when people go oh like the gift of music like that i think that discredits how hard you've worked to be a good musician you know i I think that's a frustrating thing for everybody like it's like oh well he's got the gift for uh filmmaking like don't you think he worked really hard he to be learns. a good filmmaker he or practice you know or when people are like oh danny's got a great danny can danny can talk like i worked hard at this you talked a lot like i like, <laughs> i learned and i had a lot of really bad situ- but like t- i think it's god give you the passion and desire to pursue it he puts that inside of us this is a yes. kind of a bonus one it's like he plants that little mustard seed inside of us yes this is like tying it all in uh but if we don't plant if we don't let that take good soil take if, good root take good root if we don't uh goes away yeah exactly uh so this this one is speaking to that he uh speaking to the mustard seeds that he's planted in all of us <laughs> he gives us those talents or he gives us so in this he gives us like a gold coin in the yeah. parable right and somebody gets one guy gets it's not life's not fair i'm sorry uh one dude gets 10 right, right? one guy gets five one guy gets two and one guy gets one and the guy who has 10 comes back like was a year later, five years, a certain amount of time later, he comes back and sees the master again. And he's like, all right guys, what'd you do with the, with the gold coins? And he's like, I had 10, here's 20. The guy's like, I had five, I made 10. The other guy's like, I had two, I had four. And then he goes, all right, what about you buddy? He's like, I was like worried that, uh, that I was going to lose it or whatever. And I just buried it. And then I dug it up and I'm going to, now I'm going to give back what was yours. He's like, you idiot. Like, like you missed the point. Yeah. And, and that's that's the thing is like that point of like, I don't want to use this because, you know, like uh, whatever. It's like, no, God says, go cultivate, grow, use your abilities to make you a better disciple, you know. And sometimes I'll say this. I'm not saying to push all of the things that you love and you're good at and you need to focus all of them on Christ. Because sometimes you, you want to get into certain things. Like like your passion for music didn't come from your desire to be a Catholic musician. No. Your desire for music came from you, love of music. And then God was like, okay, good. You went out and you made your interest and now you can give it back to me. Exactly. Right? And like that's the cool part about our faith. That's the cool part about God is it's it's once we have these incredible skills and abilities, talents, like it says here in scripture, how do we give them back to God? Mm-hmm. After we go out and we make our we make our interest, we double it, we triple whatever it may be. How do we then use it for God? How do we then give it back to God? And I say this about like gifts. When I talked about all my Tuesday thoughts a couple weeks ago, gifts. If somebody gives you a remote control car, and you put it on a shelf in the box, and you're like, "Yep, I have this remote control car," 
It's gonna lose value. Like if they take it out of the box. Like they'd be like, "Oh, cool. So did you use the cool car?" Like, no. It's over there though. It's like, but if you went and had the best time of your life with this remote control car, and it was like the best thing ever, and it brought you so much joy, and then your friend came over and he got to play with the remote control car, and it brought him joy, and you guys just had the best memory of all time, and, and then, then it and ran out of batteries because those remote control cars only had ten minutes of battery life, and then you had to go to the <laughs> store and buy batteries, and that's an experience of learning where the batteries are in the store and changing out the batteries, and then you grew and cultivated even more growth by changing the batteries in this remote control car that none of would have happened if you had just let that thing sit on the shelf, and then you probably broke it because you like ran it <laughs> into a rock or drove it off a cliff, but then you went and bought a better one. <laughs> And you had to go to your help your your dad had to help you fix the remote control car, so you he taught you a lesson. <laughs> the point is, guys, all of us have so many amazing talents and gifts that are given to us by God. Don't let them sit on the shelf. There was this guy <laughs> when I grew up at the bottom of my street who had a remote control car, and he stood out in front in his driveway and drove this remote control car in the street in circles. For like eight hours a day. That seems like a waste of time. <laughs> so from when we're talking about the metaphors of remote control cars, too much, there, there can be too much. So don't be that guy. <laughs> the, the point is, people, <laughs> the point is, if you're listening to this right now, hear, hear me clearly. You have a gift and a talent. You have something that God has given you passion for. How are you using it for him? How are you growing? How are you rooting yourself into the deep soil of Christ? How are you using your gifts and talents to glorify God? Get off the shelf. Don't bury it in the dirt. Use your gifts and talents to glorify God. I'm going to sum I'm going to, you got all the, the, the parables we talked about except for one mm-hmm. because do all those things that you just said, because in God's eyes, in God's eyes, you are the greatest treasure. You mm-hmm. are that jewel. You are that, that yes. you, you are the, the valuable treasure buried in the field. That God would do that. God would do anything for, he would sell all, all that he owns for yeah. you. Yeah. So do all that you can. To cultivate, to grow, to yeah. to multiply, to all the parables that we talked about, to to make that, uh, to 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 bring good fruit to yeah. who you are, because God use your gifts and talents to help others to be rooted, so that you all, so we all, may produce good fruit. Amen. Wow, we got there. Great. All right, uh, so there's more, obviously. There's so more I think, that we didn't get to, so we're gonna have to do a part two thank of parables goodness, because we yeah. we got uh, you guys. We need your uh, comments on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, but we need your ideas. Uh, we need to get some more guests on the show. It's been a while since we've yeah, had guests. We it's tough. Need- COVID's tough, man, to get people in here. And it's tough because, and, and here's the thing: it's like a curse and a great thing is our our production value and our content level is pretty good like look at this shot if you're watching it how beautiful <laughs> is this right now this composition that this ryan is, threw together this is pretty great today um so and now i've caught the bug of of video production like i was before we started i was like hitting my b-roll i love it and man. i was like i'm so attention to detail and we spent ryan and i i hope maybe it's come out by now if not we worked really hard on, on a b-roll um it's like uh, a slow mo cinematic yeah, thing it, of that us. It may or may not work, yeah. but it was like 
it'll probably be less than a minute of footage and it took us like an hour and a half to get it done because we were so wanted for it to look so great so like it's beautiful and it's awesome but when it comes to guests and people are like, oh, well, I can, uh, I'll send you a Zoom link. We're like, ugh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, want, we want it to look good. But regardless, uh, we, we do want to get guests. There's been a couple people that have reached out to us on Instagram. We're not ignoring you. We've been very, very busy with our, we both have full-time jobs on top of this podcast. So, uh, you know, something to think about. But yeah. we're, we're working on it. We're working on it. Exactly. So there, there's probably going to be some part twos on the parables. Yeah. And uh, shout some more ideas out for episode titles that you or episode topics that you'd like to hear us yeah. chat about. We have officially started filming our vlog. We don't know how often it's going to be coming out. We don't know when it's coming out. But we did, we're did. we working on it. Exactly. We're, we're getting started on it. And we, we've been preaching for a long time. Just do. That's right. So a vlog is coming out. We are doing it. We're going to go for it. We're going to vlog after this. We're going to go to get some dinner and vlog it and all that stuff. Uh, we did a live stream today on Instagram, on Facebook, and it was really, really cool uh, to, to interact with you guys. If you were on that live stream, uh, it'll be several That was fun. We did, multi- we did Facebook live stream and Instagram live stream yeah. at the same time, so we were kind of commenting on uh, where we were chatting with people from both sides. Yeah, it was, it was really, really great. It was really it was, fun. So stay, keep connecting with us on those yeah. platforms. Uh, like, subscribe, comment, hit the bell. Um, as always, if you are interested in, in helping us out uh, financially, we do have Patreon. Now we have merch set up on Patreon. If you uh, are at a certain level, you get a mug or a sticker sent to you. We're working uh, on shirts and sweatshirts. We're, we're, we're and working on shirts and sweatshirts. It's going to take us a little pants, bit of time. And, tennis shoes. Uh, <laughs> all, everything you can think bracelets. of. Slap uh, bracelets. Yeah, once, obviously, once we begin, uh, we, we're hoping that that when COVID dies down, we'll be able to get out and travel a little bit more and be able to do more things and be at more events. And, and we'll have a better handle on the merch situation then uh, because there have been people that have been asking, you know, uh, so we, we want to adhere to that. But the biggest thing, guys, is it, that you could help us more than anything. We do appreciate the idea of, of merch and Patreon and all that is really, really amazing. And thank you for that. Something that you can really do to help share the podcast, share with your friends. Uh, share it with someone that's never listened to it before your favorite episode uh, maybe your least favorite one I don't know um, the latest one the oldest one however share it on Facebook share it on Instagram show your friend on your cell phone um, we're great for commutes <laughs> you can listen to us babble but share the podcast it helps us a ton yep awesome guys thanks for listening this was a fun episode I, you know I was worried I did. about it, was it super but I, fun yeah let's do, let's super do fun. this some more yeah alright All right. guys we'll see you next week That's it. Peace. Peace.